Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Carmen Pugliafito, and I'm here today with Dr. David Brown from Houston. Welcome to Retina Synthesis, David. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, at Arvo 2022, David presented some very interesting results on the use of high-dose aflibercept in the treatment of neovascular AMD. And we'd like to talk about that today. Um, why in the world would one think that uh, increasing the dose of aflibercept from two milligrams to eight milligrams would improve treatment efficacy? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, when we, when I did the SAVE study, which was two milligram uh, ranibizumab, we saw um, four letters improvement and improved anatomy in a treatment recalcitrant population. That led Genentech to do the Harbor trial and waste, I don't know, almost a billion dollars testing two milligram uh, ranibizumab in treatment naive, and there really wasn't a difference. So, you know, would four times the aflibercept dose do much? I think it would in treatment recalcitrant, but what it really does is just simple math. If you got two extra half-lives, you get two extra half-lives, and we can talk about that. But I think the reason some patients need a shot every four weeks and some people need a shot every 10 weeks is there are fast clears of drug and slow clearance of drug. Uh, and the fast clearance drug are the ones that are in my clinic that need a shot of a aflibercept every month. They probably have a half-life of, I don't know, four or five days. And if I can get them an extra 10 days, that's a big deal. So I think that's the ultimate goal. This phase two study was really to see, is it safe with the increased viscosity be a problem for us? Would you have any hypertension issues? Uh, and to be honest, the improvements in visual acuity we saw were a bit of a surprise. So can you tell us a little bit about the study design and uh, the treatment results? Sure. It was 106 patients, randomized one-to-one. -one. Uh, they were, it was mass, so everybody got exactly the same treatment paradigm. You basically got three loading doses of either two milligram of flibercept or eight milligrams. Uh, 12 weeks later, everybody got a dose. Then you had PRN dosing in between Q12 dosing. Uh, primary endpoint was week 40, uh, was week 16. Uh, and then the readout I showed at Arvo was week 44. Results were uh, certainly no safety signals, uh, didn't have problems with intraocular pressure or inflammation, did not see hypertension issues. Uh, it's a small sample size, but it's reassuring. Uh, what was uh, interesting was in this treatment paradigm where patients were probably treated less frequently than I would in my clinic, uh, they tolerated a little fluid and they kind of pushed you to go a little bit. Uh, but in this population, there was certainly uh, improved anatomy and visual acuity. Did not reach statistical significance because of the sample size, but it was close. P equals 0.07 uh, for one of them. We did have statistical significance on absence of macular fluid at week 44 and the eight milligram over the two milligram. So it looks like you are getting more anatomic drying with the increased VEGF, anti-VEGF. Um, you know, whether this will be seen in uh, the phase three that's coming up is yet to be determined because in those patients, they're gonna go against the label, which is three doses in Q8, which is probably more frequent dosing than the Q2 and then the two milligram arm had uh, in our phase two study. 
So in the, the phase three study, the in the in the treatment group, it will be Q12 treatment. Uh, there's it's sort of a broliximab adjustment kind of thing, right? Where mm -hmm. it's 12 and they can go down to eight. So that's already fully recruited. We should have the data next year. So. Mm -hmm. How many how many eyes in that study? It's big. I'd be lying to tell you I know exactly, but it's over 500. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the results will be available next year. Yes, sir. And then the big question is what they do with two milligram of flibercept, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uses to treat diabetic retinopathy. Uh, it's a <laughs> diabetic retinopathy. Uh, it would be a great choice if retina doctors would ever decide our data means something. So. <laughs> or diabetic macular edema, uh, is, is the injection volume the same? It's actually not. It's 0.07. Uh, that's about as the viscosity. That's a, you couldn't really put it in 0.05. So, uh, you know, the, for patients that have ocular hypertension or go gray with a higher dose, if you think about it, if you get 0.05, it's probably six milligrams, which is still pretty healthy dose. Mm -hmm. So the um, just let's talk a little bit about half lives. What's the half life of a two milligram aflibercept injection in a in a nominal eye? So that's an excellent question, and that data has only been done in very small studies. Diana Doe had I don't know seven or eight patients uh, where they did AC taps and did a sequential. In that, the half-life was nine, 10 days median, but there was a couple patients that had a half-life of four. Mm -hmm. uh, the best data on drug clearance half-life is actually the uh, Farisimab uh, FDA filing. The FDA made them do PK curves on everybody. And interestingly, the half-life of that drug is about eight days on average, but there's about... 10% that it's less than five days. And there's about 10% that it's more than 11 days. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I think it's probably about the same. This molecule is about the same size, but Farisimab and, and, and uh, Flibercept are about the same size. They're both, you know, full antibodies. So I, I would bet the clearance is pretty similar. Uh, so how does the half-life change when you put in eight milligrams? It does, the half-life doesn't change. You just have two more half-lives, right? If you've got mm -hmm. eight goes to four, four goes to two, you get two more yeah. half-lives. If you're right. one of these people that's a 10 or, four, 10 or 11 day half-life, that's going to give you three weeks, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're a five-day half-life, it's going to give you 10 days. So. Would you reserve the eight milligrams for the recalcitrant patient? Or basically the anticipation would be that eight milligram would be the first line treatment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, if they price it at $8,000, it's probably not going to be. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if it's priced about the same as our current uh, expensive anti-VETGFs, then why not go with the best drug you have in the cabinet? Mm -hmm. So what does this mean in looking at brolslizumab uh, for those people who are still using it and ferisumab in terms of durability? That's what the goal is durability here, too, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So in a treat and extend paradigm, uh, even though none of our studies really show durability, if you dry somebody out, then you're going to extend them longer. So if you get a week or two more, that doesn't sound like much. But if it's a difference in taking, uh, you know, somebody's 
daughter having to get off school and drive grandma to my clinic, if it's 11 times a year versus 13, that's two more times they don't have to get a substitute teacher. So every little bit helps. And, you know, there's a lot of argument in sort of the commercial side of these companies that if we don't have a 16 week drug, then it's not going to be marketable. All you have to be is incrementally better. You saw that with a flibrocept over ranibizumab, right? Mm-hmm. It, not that much different, but it's a little better and it's finds the market leader five times over. Uh, if you look at ferisumab, which is probably the next contender, uh, if you consider that a flibrocept's an anti-VEGF molar blockade of one, then our ferisumab dose is about 2.4 because it's really got a lot of ranibizumab hooked on it, right? And so this is obviously a, a, an anti-VEGF number four, right? It's four times the two milligram. So, so basically a ferisumab competes with uh, a flibrocept positively, and that's yet to be seen, then this will leapfrog that. So it's just incrementally trying to get more anti-VEGF in your same injection. So. Well, this is actually very exciting. Um, and congratulations on being one of the pioneers of this high-dose aflibrocept concept. Well, I cost uh, Genentech a lot of money on the Harvard trial. We'll see what happens with the, <laughs> with the, the jury's still out on this one. So, All right. Well, David, thanks for your uh, help with retina synthesis and uh, keep up the great work. We'll thanks, Carmen. Appreciate it.